I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff Podcast. Is that it? Is that what it's called? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it's called. Retton Cliff Cast, Podcast does what it says on the tin. <laughs> it, is, it does indeed. <laughs> like your cider. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get you pissed. That's We're just it. going to take everything down to its bare bones, just call it by the original <laughs> names for everything. So this is yes. Bretton Cliff's podcast, and I'm talking to you on a microphone. And I'm I'm the person named Brett. Oh, okay. Well, good to see that you... Still have the name your parents gave I still you. have the name. I Unlike am like the antiques boy from Terry Wogan <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> That's not a very good start, is it? <laughs> you see, you, you said, right, you don't want to get in any trouble for this, and you've immediately dove in, haven't you? <laughs> you've immediately just jumped in. Right. When we were yes. kids, mm-hmm. we were obsessed with the antiques boy from Terry Wogan. We Word. certainly were. Now, I was thinking about this, Cliff, because we did, we were talking about it on a daily basis, yes. I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time but, we had to pay for anything, it was yes. always, well, my mummy gave me a 50p. <laughs> yes. I, I bought this for one pounds, Wogan. <laughs> Wogan. <laughs> yeah, Wogan. The thing is, I was thinking about it, right? I mean, we obviously must have seen it at the time because there was no YouTube shit back in the 90s, was the one we were talking about this. It did. It did. It made an imprint. <laughs> there was none of this, uh, these compilation, the best moments of the 80s or whatever. Those type of shows, was there? It must have been on, like, things. best of Wogan Roundups, though, because Wogan was so big, wasn't it? It was. It I was. mean, how we big. did, we definitely didn't see George Best being pissed on it, but we've no. seen George Best being pissed on it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, in, that's sort of, we didn't specifically talk about that as, as kids, though, did we? Maybe well, not. We, we did no. talk about the antique stealer, didn't we? Right. A lot. Yeah. About that. We did. And the thing is, I just couldn't work out how we'd both seen it at the same time. And it, obviously, it made such an imprint on what hadn't it, Cliff? I did. I'll tell did you what, make you, do you know what, take up antiques? Yes, because uh, I was uh, as well of the opinion of antiques should have a bit of wear and tear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's, all he, that's all he says. 
Do you think he was a very good antiques spotter? Well, he certainly talked a good game, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, so whether he we was or not, say, uh, we're saying he, which might not. Well, it's definitely not the correct. It's not the case for, now for them now because it this, was there. This kid at the time this is now Lauren Harris, who's uh, been on TV plenty, was on Celebrity Big Brother and stuff like that, um, and. Yeah, so has transitioned to a female, which is obviously mm-hmm. absolutely fine. But uh, also added a bit of intrigue to us as we got older and realised that that happened because honestly, that this when she was a kid, we mm-hmm. were obsessed, absolutely we obsessed. Were. And I mean, well, I don't think we're the only ones. Well, well, I mean, it it was it was well, quite the, the, the impact. I think so, yeah. and I think the uh, the nation was taken with this child weren't they mm-hmm. because I mean, quite a lot like what happens now because it was a, it was a weird spectacle wasn't it it was strange and i think you that's know what, what Cliff, I, yeah you could say that it was a weird spectacle a, a very small child talking about antiques dre- dressed in a little dicky bow curly yeah. hair speaking like yeah. margaret thatcher <laughs> and but was like was on Oprah, like was on Wogan a lot. But if you look yeah. now for clips, if you had just happened to stumble across some clips, uh, this is like an Oprah interview, which is mental. I think uh, I haven't seen that one, Cliff. I haven't seen that oh, one. Well, uh, what I have seen is the one where he's also on Wogan, and he, he obviously she now refers uh, to to Wogan as Wogan. Yes. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know, would you, Wogan? <laughs> also, and this obviously is is your sort of thing, this this particular show, because on one side of Wogan and the antique stealer is uh, Frank Skinner. Yep. On the other side, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> now he he <laughs> he looks rather miffed. He doesn't know what's going on. Goldblum, um, <laughs> does he? Maybe, uh, and I think that's to his credit. I think, I mean, Lauren Harris has had had her problems as an adult. Yeah, and I wonder whether it started with that meeting. Uh, well, with Goldblum, do you think we, that's we, what we, you know? There's, we've always suspised him, haven't we? <laughs> well, you have, <laughs> you have. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Frank Skinner say that uh, if he had have said those things when he was a kid, he would have gotten a cuff around the ear? A cuff around the ear, yeah. Because it's like it's a what a what a foursome that is. I mean, as you it know, is. I'm a big fan of Frank Skinner. I'm yes. was obsessed as am with I. James Charles Harris, and mm-hmm. I'm confused about Jeff Goldblum and Wogan, of course. Needs no. He needs no introduction. <laughs> now I, I have, you know, in the meantime, I, I have been watching a few of Wogan's interviews, and I have okay. to say, why is he an interviewer? Because he, <laughs> he, he does he doesn't want to be there, does he? He's so like he, I don't know. He, he's I was looking through, and there's so many celebrities gone and Wogan and, and fell out with them, had fights with them, which yeah, is yeah, what the quiz is yeah. about actually. So. <laughs> So why did why did did he the BBC think he was suited to that job? Because he, he really yeah, isn't, was, is he? It was what? there was millions and millions of people watching it every week. It was yeah, huge. yeah, we used to watch it. Yeah, I mean it 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 was. And it, was he there just to wind up the guests? Do you think? 
I think it's part of it. Like he's a strange character, isn't he? If you think about like yeah. his career and his demeanor and stuff, and of course uh-huh. the Stonehenge haircut. <laughs> of course, the Stonehenge haircut. <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away from him, he's a brilliant bro- broadcaster and that, but his interviewing technique is he's almost sarcastic in the way he's that very, he's asking the questions. Very sarcastic, yeah. Very, and it gets people's backs up, especially with it? the with the younger set. <laughs> Especially with the younger set. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to delve into it too much because it's all about the questions and stuff. But okay. I, I have been looking through some of his interviews, and it's just it's just odd, isn't it? It's just an odd way to interview people. Wait, he's yeah. got a little twinkle in his eye, hasn't he? He's always like, got a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> I think I like he was huge, wasn't he? I, I can't say as a kid like I ever really was loved... it blankly blank. He was, was on Blanty Blanty Blanty. Of course, it's a very long, thin microphone. That's right, yes. Uh-huh. So he was on that, wasn't he? Obviously, yeah. he's, he's big in, big in radio, wasn't he? I wish I'd watched more Wogan now we're talking about him, but, I mean, it's my fault that I haven't because uh, <laughs> I, I sprung a surprise on you. Um, you did, but, obviously. But, I mean, it was the chat show was on for 10 years, uh-huh. 131 episodes, right? Um, just named after him, just Terry Wogan. Just was, Wogan. I mean, I, he, he took it, a, he, he took on Parkinson Parkinson's role, didn't he? Well, what do you think when the the comparisons with Parkinson? I find Parkinson very pompous. Do you? I think yeah. possibly in the you know the the seventies interviews and that where yeah. he's he's interviewing Helen Mirren, yeah, and he's been you know pretty rude to Hel- Helen Mirren, isn't he? In, yeah. in that particular interview, talking about her breasts and all that, yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. yeah. Yes, definitely in 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 that sense. Well, did, not did when he's say, remember, sitting Meg across Ryan, somebody like... like you know Oliver Reed or something like that. I don't think he dare, Oliver. would he, Parkinson? <laughs> Parkinson, <laughs> uh, my good friend Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he loves yeah, it. I, Absolutely I, uh, loves it. Those interviews are amazing, though. The, the Ali interviews with Parkinson, aren't they? For yeah, and obviously reasons. Billy Connolly. Um, yeah, of course. Let's not forget O'Connor in this. Uh, in this, of course. How can he? How can you forget O'Connor, who obviously can't deal with Oliver Reed? Can he? Because <laughs> no. he comes over with his jug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can't deal with Freddie Star. <laughs> <laughs> can I deal with Freddie Star? Freddie Star talking. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't call with Joe Pasquale, could he? Either. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first Pasquale time I saw him. I think. Ran rings around him. He did. He did. <laughs> um, so Morgan, yeah, it, it, it ran until like ninety two, and then um, it lost four million viewers uh, by the time by nineteen ninety one. Uh, moved to Friday night. Instead of mm-hmm. uh, what was it a Thursday night it was on I think I yeah remember. I think so um, and anyway, I think Morgan couldn't be bothered for some of it so they had like loads of guest presenters yeah, and kind of things. Morgan just for different people. <laughs> it's called Morgan exactly, <laughs> which is a bit odd. <laughs> so like one week you'd have like Gloria Hunnifer doing it or something, wouldn't you? Which would be a bit yes. odd. Well, if you read about it in 1991, he was like, well, if it's so shit. Like, just stop it then, I'll, and I'll fuck off. And BBC uh-huh. were like, "No, we'll move it to Friday, and you can keep doing it." And apparently, like when he left, so that last year, he definitely couldn't give a fuck because he he already said he didn't want to do it and have to leave. Um, yeah. And then uh, he, he had to go at the BBC afterwards, 
Um, yeah, I read that. I read that he had a go about, about the way they handled it or something like that. Well, then uh, the he, it was replaced by it. Eldorado, which <laughs> is something <laughs> Damn, else. Damn, you fucked questions up. Did we do an Eldorado episode? We haven't done it. No, we haven't I've, done Eldorado. I've definitely watched an episode of it recently. More <laughs> recently. That's, <laughs> just just, for that's simply for your pleasure. It's for my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it is? I, I, I vaguely remember Eldorado. I think much like everybody else, I watched one episode. Okay. And just didn't watch anything else. Of course, it so. had the great Jesse Birdsall in it. We all mm-hmm. big fans of him, of course. Um so, yeah, Wogan was just massive. And, of course, outside of the talk show, Wogan, uh, mm-hmm. he was a radio broadcaster. Um, mm-hmm. He was the Eurovision Song Contest uh, well, sarcasm. That, that is one of the things that I think you got us on to. Because we never watched Eurovision as a family or whatever. But you no, got us right. into watching it, which is <laughs> odd, isn't it? Because uh, do you still like Eurovision? No, no, I don't. But I only used to like watching it because some of the acts are insane. And yes. Terry Wogan's presenting of it was hilarious. And that's, well, that's the only it. reasons I liked it. Like, I wasn't that bothered. I didn't really want to see who won or cheer for England no. or whatever. <laughs> no, I know. Nothing like that. But you were the first person to sort of put us on the crazy sort of acts. Remember the guy with said. the hair, hair the colour of meat? The, the colour of meat, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what what colour is your hair? Why, it's a meat colour in a German accent. <laughs> but yeah, and you were also the first person to tell us that he was increasingly getting pissed throughout the show. And I thought, well, I've definitely got to watch this now. Do you know what I mean? If he's getting drunk all the way through, then I've got to. And he was, again, it's the sarcasm kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Sarcastic, which probably couldn't, get, you definitely couldn't get away with it now. But he's being sarcastic about other countries yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And I don't know if you've watched it recently, but and Graham Norton tries to do it's too much. something similar. It's too much. But he can't know, but get away like, with it. He's a bit more catty, isn't he? He's, a, he's very much more catty. Exactly. Um, Rather than scathingly sarcastic like Wogan. (laughs) Wogan did Children in Need, of course, for many a year. Yes. And Mm -hmm. again, a a show that is littered with hilarious moments, not really meant to be, but uh, always like really ridiculous parts of that. Not that you could watch it for the 12 hours or whatever. You can't watch it for the duration, can you? Is that the one where, or was that the sport relief one where Bob Mortimer had a boxing fight? Was it Les Dennis or something? Les Dennis, I think, yeah. (laughs) Was it? Yeah. And Ricky Gervais as well. He had a fight with someone. Did he? I I can't remember who Bob Mortimer was fighting. I think it was Les Dennis though, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, I think think that was, yeah. Um, Yeah. Of course, he narrated the children's cartoon Stop It and Tidy Up. Were you aware of yeah. that one? I think so. What, 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 remind us what that was about then. It was two like no just weird shapes. Um, one of them was called Stop It and one of them was called Tidy Up. And he narrated it. It was about like tight, like not dropping litter and stuff like that. Right. It was a bit like um, Trapdoor. So I think it was the same people that did that. Well, like stop motion. Yeah, yeah, like the, the the two fellas were like that. Right, okay. Anyway, but, I know, remember. I mean, people love him for his, his, his radio and 
and stuff like that, isn't it? It's like, was it what radio? Is it Radio Two or something? It was the Radio Two Morning presenter, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I still lose so, yes. his hair more than anything else. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's just an odd thing to look back on if you watch his interviews. Obviously, he's, the way that he's so sarcastic, and he, he all, he's almost there just to get the guests back backs up. Where I think Parkinson. Apart from you know the, the instances that we've just talked about, like Hal Mern and that, he was uh, there to kind of be the friend, but also challenge them at the same time as well. The thing that I've uh, noticed, if you watch seventies and eighties um, chat shows back, right, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's from the UK or if it's from America. Nowadays, yeah. you watch Graham Norton, the, the celebrities are on to talk about the new film or the new album or whatever. Yeah, but. In the 70s and the 80s, it wasn't like that at all. They're not necessarily there promoting anything. No, they're not necessarily they're plugging to other... talk to talk to that person. Yeah, and find out what the views are, the opinions on things. Yeah, it's like and that's far like, more interesting. You look at all those ones with John Lennon on, and some of their like kind of counterculture people. You've always uh-huh. got a, a fairly square presenter, but probably a bit more liberal because they're a journalist. Um, yeah. Or would have been a journalist before they did that. Um, that person, whether it's John Lennon or Billy Connolly or someone like that, depending on wh- where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then somebody with very rigid views on the, the subject that they're liberal on. So you often end up with Oliver Reed, like fucking sticking his tongue out and pulling his pants down with yeah. some like some prude, like. Uh, yeah, I've seen them away deliberately. No, no, I'm putting the thing in this the thing. Picking me nails. Have you seen the one where Oliver Reed deliberately falls off the chair? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's funny, like Oliver Reed, he's probably a really horrible guy, but out of all of these I think, I like, think boorish uh, alcoholics or whatever, I feel like it was a lot of it was a, an act as well. So like, Yeah, of course it was. He's just a fool, wasn't he? he was like have you ever seen... There's a clip, and I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it. There's like, I don't know, like an ITV reporter goes to his house to learn how to be an actor, and he's telling them how yeah. to be an actor. It's one and he's keep calling the them greatest, boy. <laughs> it's one of the greatest <laughs> and they're both, But they're both laughing, but Oliver Reed looks like he's going to kill him. <laughs> looks like he hits him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that because I, I went down the rabbit hole of watching of like Oliver Reed stuff and that. This was off, and I don't know if this is something that you're aware of, a documentary about when Saddam Hussein employed Oliver Reed to go oh, to yes. Iraq. Oh, uh-huh. yes, it's amazing. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a great story. <laughs> it is. It is. So basically, Oliver Reed was being paid by Saddam Hussein to make this epic sort of historical Iraqi war film, uh-huh. and obviously that's not a good idea, is it? <laughs> so then, after after watching that, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of watching the Oliver Reed stuff. Um, one of them was the one that you're talking about, where he's uh, he's teaching that. They're like by a fireplace, like very seventies and like brown suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's saying to him, "Well, do it in an accent, and all that kind of stuff." <laughs> that oh, that's hilarious! That if anybody gets a chance to see it, yeah. One of the ones obviously was the the jug one where he's singing the jug, wild thing and that wild thing. Yeah, is that on the word? What does he do on the word? He no, I'm sure down. that's on Des O'Connor. 
on the word, he's, on the word. he's pissed as a fart as well. He's definitely on the, coming I, down on one of them like every time he stands up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a huge just, guy as well. He must have been very he's intimidating. He's a monster of a man. He must have been. <laughs> there was another story about hair or something. I kind of remember the story about the hair. Uh, I think it was on a podcast that I was listening to. And there was this producer or something who was being horrible to all the, the, the people who were working on the film. So Oliver Reeds, to get this producer back, he, he kind of, he cut like bits of his hair off. Right? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it wasn't, it was, it was, it, the producer was there being horrible to this lady. Okay. And he cut his hair off and he put it in a hat or something like that. And yeah. this lady knocked his hat off and like the hair that he had cut off just went all over and Oliver Reed made a right show of how <laughs> she'd knocked all of his hair off his head or whatever, just to embarrass <laughs> this sort of producer guy to be nice at all or something. Okay. Insane, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a, a Wogan staple. The George Best one, of course, is... Well, he was it's on a lot of times. Did. George Best one's horrible, actually. There's some with uh, Ringo Starr as well, like... On I can't remember Anne McCartney, Morgan, yeah. or Parkinson. But there's one with Ringo Starr's really drunk and it's it's awful. Like it's really yeah. It might be both of them actually. It's like two people who are really pissed and like they don't know what they're saying. It's like they're like the audience is like laughing at it. It's just it's really sad. It's not it's not funny. Yeah. It's like not nice at all really when you watch it now. Is that the one? With, I think that's a different. Um talk show i can't remember who was doing that one actually but it um, oh i think it was michael aspel it's an aspel one is it it's an aspel one we've, we've, we've just forgot about actually we've left the aspel out haven't we but it's it's a uh, george harrison and ringo star okay together that one okay. where uh, ringo's pissed i think george harrison never says out anyway on interviews like he's a terrible interviewee like also doesn't want to be there. He must have like been there because Ringo had an album out or something. He's always used to like go out and try and get him help him. Sometimes out. you know, sometimes he can be quite revealing though. There's um another documentary that I watched recently about handmade films. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that one. I haven't seen have the documentary seen though. No. Interesting. Very good. Got ripped off, he, he obviously <laughs> got ripped off again, yeah. So it's all about that, and it's all about how Harrison just basically wanted like artists, much like the Apple thing, he just wanted artists to be able to express themselves. So if somebody didn't have the money for the film, he would provide it or whatever. Yeah. And he, he's he's good at, you know, in the interviews throughout that, because he's quite candid about why he's doing it and all that kind of okay. thing. And uh, obviously he's, he's talking about the guy that ripped him off, that solicitor guy, isn't it? Dennis O'Dell, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's him. So yeah. Well, um, talking about the Beatles, what do you think of the new Beatles song? Well, I, I, when I first listened to it, the start of it's class. I think it's like the hook, the start, isn't it? Well, that's like the demo. I think like the the yeah. Lennon part that already existed is that piano bit at the beginning. Uh huh. So I like I like the start. I mean, I like the song. But uh, the video was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe that Peter Jackson did that. I video. know it's weird, isn't it? But I can only think that uh, it's like on purpose because if you think about generationally, there's probably people. It's like 
it's made for TikTok and shit like that. It, it can't be made like for art's sake. It must be made for people who haven't think? seen that shit before and they can share it and all of that stuff. I, I, it can't. It's so bad. Like I hate. It's so cringy. Like as it a, is. And I and I, I don't know. It's weird. Peter Jackson, who, I mean, I don't really love all Peter Jackson's films, but what he did with Get Back was absolutely like genius, like amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is so cheesy and cringy. It must be on purpose for just a marketing stunt rather than like art. Um, but I think the song, it's a grower. Like you sing along to it, it gets stuck in your yeah. head for sure. And the, what they've done with McCartney's back and vocals and stuff is really sympathetic to Lennon. And uh, but is it, it? I've got a question for you, Phil, because you're going to know more about this than me. Yeah. Is the AI involved in some way? In the song, I don't think so. Other than like cleaning up the instruments that um, Lennon Lennon's had. Play. So if you listen to the original demo, which has been out for years and years and years, it's really like murky. So they use mm-hmm. what what has been used for ages in it before people started referring to like AI in this way. So it's been used for ages to like separate that voice from the uh but from not the piano. voice um but yeah the voice is still very low in the mix isn't it and very quite weak uh i think amongst all of it um but yeah i think like i actually i could I'll, it will stay in my head if i've listened to it and i'll sing along to it but uh-huh. doesn't feel like a beatles song i, I don't think well, they, re- they tried to record it for the anthology, so that was going to yeah, be the new Beatles song wasn't it? on the third mm. anthology volume of the CDs. And George Harrison said it was fucking shit, uh, uh, and he didn't want anything to do with it. So he said, we've tried it, it's still shit. So I don't uh-huh. think we should bring it out. And then, obviously, Mac has been like, nope, let's just do it anyway. So um, I don't I mean, think... It is, it, it, it's always a good day when you hear a new... Beatles yeah, song, isn't sure. it? There's not much uh, Harrison on it. It's just acoustic guitar, I think. Like, not much. Uh-huh. So I'm, the only thing I'm is... not sure. Go on. Sorry. Sorry the, the only thing is, somebody have, should have told Ringo not to wear a T-shirt of his own face <laughs> <laughs> on that video. That's, that's not advisable, is it? Um, what I'm not sure of now is like what in that is from 1994 or whatever, and what has been done now. I haven't really looked uh-huh. into it that much. Um, but I think they probably started again. We kept some of Harrison's guitar. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's I mean, you right, can hear the it? Harrison's guitar in there, can't you? There? Yeah, yeah, you can, but he's, there's not really like backing vocals or solos, obviously no. not him. Um, mm-hmm. Have you listened to any of the Red and Blue albums? The new ones? Yeah. Because re- that's all have it, the blue one, right? Because they've all re-released them, haven't they? With with extra tracks or something. Yeah, so that's one of the extra tracks. Just makes sense because it's sixty-six to seventy, and that was recorded by John Lennon in nineteen seventy-nine or something like that. So don't think it makes so much sense. But, uh, no. Yeah, well, so that's, that's kind just of trying, that's just trying to get people to buy them. Again. Oh, yeah, I've the, got I've got the red and blue albums, the original vinyl ones. Anyway, well, the new record them. is. That eighty pounds for the records. <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely that's... insane. 
That's scandalous. But if uh, G- Giles Martin has remixed a bunch of stuff on the Red album, like the early songs, um, so they're a bit different. And mm-hmm. on the Blue album, he's only done a few because a lot of that stuff's been remixed recently anyway. But one of them is good old Brown Shoe. You love the old Brown Shoe, don't you? My favourite. You do? Uh, and Hey Bulldog as well, so two two of my favourites. Oh, well, Hey Bulldog's amazing. Absolutely class. I love that song. That's wonderful. Anyway. But is Get it worth out. buying an £80? No, not at all. <laughs> no, course, no, no, is it? How many have already got all this stuff? I don't have the blue album. Actually, I've never had it. I only had the red one. I think we've talked about this before. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so Well, I got given them. My, my lovely wife bought us... Oh, yeah. really? A few Christmases nice. ago, came, well, you were you came around that Christmas cliff, if you remember. Uh, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty. You were well oiled, but there was a fall off from work. Who I just gave that. us? Yeah, just there was gave a us all. One. I remember that. There wasn't Prince one, wasn't there? <laughs> a, a couple of BG's? there's loads. Oh, this is BG's. BG's? No? Yeah, there was BGs in there as well. There was loads of stuff, so I've got loads of like original vinyls and stuff. But a lot of them, gladly, were the Beatles, mm-hmm. and it, just unfortunate that someone's drew little pictures all over the Sergeant Pepper <laughs> <laughs> Like some kids had it. But there you go. What can you do? It was free. I so know, I'm not Brett. You've you've teased us with a Wogan quiz for long enough. Well, so you want the Wogan quiz, do you? Desperate for it. Well. I- Desperate for it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll need to find it first. Oh, I've got it, Cliff. Well, I think you might get the first question right, okay? Okay. So, which TV soap replaced Wogan in 1992? Oh, I think it's El Dorado. <laughs> I think that, you know what? You're right about that, Cliff. Well done. Excellent. Which, oh, you're going to get all these right. Which former <laughs> footballer appeared on the show Pissed? <laughs> Georgie Best. Georgie Best, well done. Who appeared... In a turquoise, turquoise, mm-hmm. I'll say it that way, tracksuit, claiming to be the son of Godhead. Ah, is it David Icke, the goalkeeper? It's David Icke, the goalkeeper, yes. Well done, <laughs> well done. Well, a wonderful tracksuit. Yeah, I think that is, uh... added to his ridicule, didn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the tracksuit. He's ready for anything. <laughs> He was, he was. I mean, if he needed to run out of the studio, if he was handed out for his beliefs, then he, he could just go super quick, couldn't he? So, yeah. Who came on somersaulting and screaming in that? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Have you seen, have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, it's outrageous. What cocaine can do to people? It's I wonderful, know, it's absolutely it? insane. <laughs> leather jacket on and that yeah if anybody hasn't seen that you'll have to have a look at that one as well because that's uh, it's something to behold isn't it Morgan's it is. aghast where to put himself which actor came on and said "Nout"? uh Chevy Chase <laughs> yes well hey you, you you know your Morgan stuff don't you yeah uh-huh. well, you I, certainly do. I've, I know Chevy Chase stuff Oh, that interesting character. <laughs> He's another strange one, isn't he? Not Very a, strange apparently, one. a lot of actors don't like him. No, not, many, not many people like him. Not many people like him, yeah. <laughs> For various reasons. 
Which fashion designer threatened to walk off if the audience didn't stop laughing at her clothes? Uh, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to say Vivian Westwood. Well, that is that is correct. Well done. You've got one left, and if you get this last one, then you've got them all right, Cliff. It's a full house. It's a full house. Bob's full house. No, that's a different person. <laughs> ah, <that> which, <laughs> which actress pretended to forget Wogan's name, irritating him? Oh, I don't know it. I don't know it. Oh, <laughs> no. Cliff, ah. I'll give you. I'll give you some clues. Obviously, it's an actress, mm-hmm. a very fit actress. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> from the eighties. Uh, yeah, seventies, eighties. Very fit. I think actress. we talked about her in on a previous one, and the the one that we talked about her was the Tom Jones one. Tom Jones. Yeah. Can't remember anything about that. Uh, but I'm going to say Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> oh, it's close. It's Raquel Welsh. Raquel Welsh, of course. Another friend of Ringo Stop. There you go. Yeah. So Wogan irritated her and she decided to say that she forgot his name. She wasn't happy with <laughs> Got him back. But you did very well there, didn't you? Didn't get the full house. I think you swapped the last question out for a harder one. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I did. But there you go. Hey, we've got we've got music in that, haven't we? Yeah, what we which one we're we going with for this one? This one we've got music from a London band called Maze, mm-hmm. and this is the new single Actions, and it was out on the 27th of October. This one. All right. Okay, lovely which, little song. This very, very nice. Yes. Like it. All right. Well, cheers, Brett. Cheers to Weird Antiques. And cheeks, child, and cheeks, tail, cheeks, and cheeks, <laughs> and, and walking, of course, and stop it, and tidy up, and uh, and the Beatles, and the Beatles, and, Ringles, and AI, and what AI overlords, uh-huh. uh, right? So, cheers, mates, as well. See you later, see you a bit, Hurrah. see you later.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.